Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to episode 479 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How are you going, boys? Great. You know why I'm great? Big weekend. Because I haven't got a fucking pool being installed in my backyard yet. Because <laughs> yeah. that sounds yeah. like a count of a time. I, oh, I, let me tell you, I would I, like the to amount apologize. of grass is fucked up as well. <laughs> I, would, I would like to apologise to all of our flood-affected listeners for those fucking insensitive comments. Um, Nathan and I do not <laughs> refer to flood damage as God installing a pool. pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Glenn, Glenn is, uh, is very proud of the pool that he installed in Lismore the other month. Oh, fuck's sake. And, uh, Put some goggles and a snorkel on, cunts. Make the most of it. Glass half empty, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh. That's like that's like the most aggressive dairy queening. Like, <laughs> it's like fucking extreme dairy queening or something. <laughs> uh, yes. How you going, Glennie? You right? I'm fine, thanks. Why are you asking? I was saying you had you, oh, you you missed out on the weekend. You um, yeah, that thing on the weekend didn't that the, that event it didn't happen. No, you're right. It didn't. You missed out on your illegitimate joy too. Well, congratulations to the Panthers on winning the Justin Pascoe Cup. I don't know why anyone would want to win that, but they did. Um, and, um, again, I would like to apologise to the family of Roy Simmons for Glenn's cruel comments. Um, <laughs> it's actually the Roy Simmons, and it was the inaugural Roy Simmons Cup that we won. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously we respect our heroes over this side a little bit more. Than the Justin yeah. Pascoe Tigers. Look, Royce is a fucking Penrith hero. I'm happy to give you that one, mate. Yeah. Came to the Tigers for a fucking paycheck after the fact. Yesterday's fucking hero and all that, you know. <laughs> much like, much like, much like, much like, you know, Dane Laurie, yeah. James, James, James Tamau, Justin Pascoe, <laughs> <laughs> beating down a, a, a long-established path, and you know, soon to be soon to be joined by the likes of your know, Appy Coruscant. Yeah. That, that's it, hey. Was, was Roy Simmons fucking patient? Shane Ilford. Shane Ilford. Oh, there we go. Fucking hell. Paul Fatawira. Oh my god. Jeez. Yeah, fuck, it's happened a bit, eh? Wow. God damn. It, is there like, you know that whole, like, nature abhors a vacuum? Is it every time you let a good player go, you get a shit one from Penrith? <laughs> like, <laughs> Interesting theory. <laughs> Look, the timeline checks out just quickly. I mean, I've, just, I've, 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 I've thought of it. I've given it a solid eight seconds. <laughs> Just back through back through the years, and uh, the math checks out. Yeah, yep. done. Confirmed. And I'm sure that we could ratify it with even more solid. E solid equals MC to the to power of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I mean, there's there there are, there, are, there are news articles and things that I want to talk about. But we're talking about those on uh, on Wednesday. Plenty of news. 
Yeah, well, this one we got the, the results. I mean, the good thing is there's some little things that are just sort of spilling out today. Let's hope there's more meat on them by Wednesday, as the, as the rugby league gods tend to tend to provide for us. So they got 48 hours to fucking uh, throw a bit more meat on the bones to some of these stories that we want to talk about, and hopefully they'll be they'll be extra great. Yes. But um, round 18 is in the bag, and we kicked off on Friday night, the pub slot. With the uh, Sharkies 26 defeating the Cowboys up there at the Abattoir. Uh, Sharkies had a double to Jesse Ramian. Uh, Tig Wilton and Sione Katoa also with tries. Nico Hines, four conversions and a penalty goal. Cowboys 12 came through tries to Kyle Felt and Hamaso Tabuai Fido. And Townsend, two conversions. I thought the Sharks were pretty good. Um, mm. Had a bit to contend with in this game, obviously. Um, playing away from home, pretty raucous. Cowboys crowd and um, in the running of running of the game, uh, Blake Braley was uh, was sin bin, so they had to bite down and 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 make a real game of it. And they did. I think the Cowboys were pretty game despite the the absence of some of their Origin players, and they'll take some lessons away um, from this one in preparation for their finals campaign. I think it's a blip on their radar, but. I was um, I was pretty impressed with how the Sharks got the job done. Yeah, um, for, especially to go into someone's house um, who, who was on such a roll and who mm. had done so well previously over the origin period. And let's let's not you know beat around the bush. Still a formidable team. Absolutely. You know, Jason Jason Tomalolo showed like when he scored that try, mm. um, just how fucking damaging he still is. And I think just the footwork from someone that size, yeah, <laughs> it's just like fucking. Yeah. but you just you th- defies physics. <laughs> if you if you so who who would you put in his size class like elsewhere in the competition? Papali, you know, um, yeah, Papali, Paulo, 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 yeah. No one, no one goes zero to fuck you, yeah, as quick as he does. Mm. And at, at yeah, that size. With, with that explosion, it's absolutely unreal. Um, you know, from from the Cowboys' point of view, there's not too much I'm I'm worried about in that yeah. game. Um, you know, when when your losses have come to to the premiers and pro- probably one of the two or three informed teams at the moment who don't have any origin stars. Um, and, and weren't really disrupted at all by Origin, except for the fucking useless fat fuck that thought he was a winger. Um, <laughs> but still burns. Still burns. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. May, may, maybe Freddie was practicing. You know, Never to represent again, Akai. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stamped Akai. Um, but yeah, the the sharks though, fuck their halves are getting involved. They're running the ball. Um, Moylan obviously doesn't have that pace and that fucking I'll stop on a dime and and change direction on you or stop start. I guess is probably more accurate um, that he used to. But he's starting to get a little bit of that crafty about him. Yeah, and. Just knows when to inject himself. He's uh, a smart footballer. 
Yeah, 100%. He always has been. 100%. His body's let him down over the course yeah. of his career um, plenty of times, but he's he's got a smart football brain. And that's it. I, I think he's now trying to, he's trying to do what his body's <laughs> capable of, or try, mm. you know, trying to work within those bounds. Um, but just the the guts they've got in their, their edge forwards and outside backs, fuck, they're a scary team come finals time. Scary, mm. scary team. Anyway, Nate, anything you want to add on that one? No. Um, socials. First one's a question. Said, so how the fuck can you bust a line, then get an obstruction, dumbest interpretation of a rule? That was in regards to that uh, Tom Lolo try, which was obviously yep. called a, a no try. But what do you yep. guys think of that, where there was an obstruction called for a, essentially a player coming from behind running into someone that was there as a support player? I think it was uh, Ueli. He yeah, milked, he milked it pretty well. Um, yeah, yeah and, and that was that was milked. I mean, but like, I mean, support still players there. always <laughs> support players always run their own run their own line and position themselves the way they want to, and yeah. it's always kind of like the defender's responsibility to find a way around. You know, like, well, this is the thing. What what they pinged him for though was that at, like he was coming up in support. Yeah, he overran Talmalolo. But then, so yeah. so technically, he was in front of the ball. Mm. Yeah, it's just a, you know, I think yeah, it's one of those things. Not in the spirit of the game, <laughs> even if it's you know, yeah, like act like one hundred percent accurately. I mean, it's not you know what I mean. It's just uh, I don't know. That's it. Look, I, that that was that was that was a, that was a killer for the Cowboys because it was. that would have put him in front too. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 yeah, potentially change the the landscape of the game. So I still think without. The obstructing player, so to speak, I still think Taumalolo fucking crashes over and scores regardless. Oh, but what? yeah, that's exactly. that's not something that the the bunker can really adjudicate on, you know, what ifs and maybes. But imagine um, that if that, if that try, no try, and have you seen the size of that cunt? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Troy, he said Cronulla are in true false form mode have entrenched themselves in the top four. But I guess we can only play the team in front of us. There you go, Sharks fans. Do you believe that? False form mode. Fuck. Wow. Uh, Mitch said cows were decent despite having players out. However, it was good to see the Sharks play with a bit more cohesion. Yeah, definitely was. Mm. Uh, Super Grover. He said that was actually a decent win over a depleted side. In his uh, true Shark fan form. Um, I heard he's given up his Storm membership. And now he's just fully on the Sharks all the time. Uh, Carsten, he said, I take the bag of dicks, but the Sharks are the new storm. The laying in the ruck was as terrible as the ref and that effing song out of the Shire. Yeah. Funny about all the terrible terrible things that you can mention about the Sharks. Um, You forgot uh, Scott Morrison, who is their number one fan Mm -hmm. and always will be. And, and just uh, quickly, I'm so glad he's that, the I'm number so one fan, NRL, and it gets worse from there. <laughs> I'm so glad that the NRL are just basically ignoring and just straight batting like Scott Morrison saying he wants to be on the fucking on the, on the commission. Do you think that's because, like, <laughs> A, he's a fucking weirdo Bible basher, or because he's a Sharks fan? Oh, I, I think it's just because fuck him. Take yeah, your pick. Oh, he's irrelevant now. I mean, like he he has no political currency now. He's fucking Gonski. What's he? He's just he's just he's just a civilian. Um, and in his usual form, Sharky Dave forty four. A civilian who takes shits at fucking McDonald's. Is... <laughs> in his, uh, he's, he's essentially super grover now without the pension. Sta- <laughs> st- <laughs> standard behaviour, Sharky Dave forty four on Twitter. 
He said the cows tried their best, but in the end, their best was pathetic. Easy dub. There you go. Oh, I like it. Love it. The uh, Eels 28 defeated the Warriors 18 in the Friday late game. The Eels 28 uh, tries through a, a double to Wunga Blake. Isaiah Papali'i, Gutherson, Sivo tries. Moses four conversions from five. Warriors, uh, their 18 came through tries to Montoya, Cozy, and Murchie. And uh, Sean Johnson, three of three conversions. Yeah, the Warriors following on from some of their recent performances they've played with. With plenty of heart and and yeah, like last week it was game. a bounce. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a bounce. It was it was the same as last week. I yeah. thought. I mean, the difference is probably you know the quality of the opposition. Really, I'd agree. I mean, particularly not the whole game. I mean, they did fall away a little bit there, but I mean, first half, let's say, yeah, they were fucking right in it. Yeah, yeah. I think what did them in was maybe it was a bit of over enthusiasm, but it it, it displayed as ill discipline, um, which gifted Power a bunch of six against. And Power yeah. got on the front foot and then were allowed to, to hit the accelerator due to the additional possession from the six against. And and, and Brown and Moses, with plenty of ball, they, they did their thing. And um, I think for Para, uh Mike Acevo, he had, he's, you know, obviously only recently come back from... Um, a long layoff with injury and he had a couple of big moments in this game, scored a great try down the sideline and, and took an intercept and, and sent Wunga Blake uh, away for his, uh, for a try. And um, he's a, he's a player that can make a real impact for power, not only with his, his you know, bringing the ball back, but um, he's finishing as well. Come finals time. I think he's really important um, to see him find, you know, a few moments of, of form as he comes back from injury. So I think it's a, it's, it's it's a strong sign for Para. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, uh, Johnson's still frustrating. Yeah, well, just in he was st- he was still like pretty. I think he was this was one of his better games. I mean, that's probably not saying much, but this is one of his better games. It was like, as well, you know, it, for the Warriors. It was, but you've, you've got a team of guys who, exactly like Glenn said, didn't have the nous around them to go. Oh, fuck. Okay, we we can't do this with this ref. This ref is adjudicating the ruck this way. So as a group, we mm. need to fucking pull back, do something different. What are we going to try here? You know, like I, when when refs are, are fucking sloppy on the six agains, or you know, um, giving them away for for anything, you see teams drop down to one marker. Mm. You know, well, okay, so fuck. Yeah. There's going to be some six agains, so let's go one marker and cover the space in behind the play the ball, whatever the fuck it is for a limited period of time. But when they needed someone to calm them down. And just turn it into a grind, because um, if, if if there's one thing I'm not sure Paramount is up for, it's a grind. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, you've... it feels like the defense isn't good enough for a grind this year. Yeah. Um, para so... Para love being on the front foot, and yeah. if if you get right. them if you yeah. get them on the back foot, they they struggle and to turn look, it around. In, in the spirit of fairness, who doesn't? What what teams oh, can't get out to a you know twelve fourteen point lead and go fuck yeah we're away? But but some teams you know some of the the teams that Parramatta is going to have to beat if, if they've got a, a serious tilt on, on on being there at the end of the season, yeah. have the, you know, the Penrith, the Melbourne, they, they have the ability to, to absorb it and then work, as you say, get into that grind and turn that around yeah, and quite often run away at the back end of the game. Yeah, spot on, spot on. What do we have on that one? Uh, Reed Marnie was awesome in this game as well. Best game he's had in a little while. Yeah, yeah, he is. Agreed. Fuck he's crappy. He was crap last week, but this week, like, he was probably man of the match. This one, he yeah. fucking plays so far above his weight in defence. Mm, he does. Like, I fucking love it. Uh, Stephen, 
Facebook group. Oh, this is my favourite part of the game. How to forget that? Gutho getting absolutely axed by a winger. You hate to see it. <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking. Well, he, he got hitting the balls that hard. He fucking threw up or what? No, yeah. it wasn't the ball. It was the chest. It wasn't the balls. It? He just, he, it was, it was it just, was yeah, it was just a big hit. He got, yeah, he, he's got winded. He just copped it. He just yeah, copped it in the okay. chest and the ribs, yeah. and then, and he was, and he was down, and he, and he was just struggling for two minutes, and then right at the end of it, and the camera's just like, oh, you know, they're just focused on him because there's a trainer with him, and they're like, oh, what's going to happen? And then he just fucking blah. <laughs> uh, James equally frustrated. He said Johnson is done with league. I can't remember watching an NRL player this far gone. Um, yeah, he's been worse. Yeah, yeah, he really is. Yeah, this this was this. I would, I would, you know, but maybe it's me being Dairy Queen. But I look at that as like, yeah, this was an improvement, an improved game for him. Like the last two weeks, really. So he's played worse games this year. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying he's back. By any, by yeah, any but I'm just saying, like, in, in, just in the context of, well, did you have a good day, game or did you have a poor game? Yeah. If you are a half and you have been a half for the entirety of your career, and that career is years and years and years and years and years. You, your fifth tackle options shouldn't be poor more often than they're not. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's my assessment. That's my frustration. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't try. I'm, I'm not, not saying- sure what that percentage is. I feel like it should be somewhere around 75% of the time you get it right. I, well, I was going to say 80. Yeah, okay. Even if it doesn't come off. I'm not even saying it has to come off. But if it was, yep, Grubber in goal was to play there, did it. Yep. Might have got it, might have got it too hard and fucking Jack whitened it. Mm. But you know, eighty low eighties percent of the times, if you, you know, half for that long, you know, it, it should be, yeah. Um, I don't know. But Rishi said, not that it matters, but I think the bunker just missed an accidental offside in the Gutho try. I didn't see mm. that at all. Me either. Um, I need to go back and watch it again. That's it. Uh, Para Eels facts on Twitter. So the Warriors were massive in defence for the first 50, then ran out of puff, which allowed the Eels to capitalise. Not an um, inaccurate assessment. There we are. That's it? That's it. Okay, uh, the Roosters 54 defeated the Dragons 26, thus eliminating them from uh, grand final contention. Um, the Roosters 54 came through tries to Radley, Walker, uh, Watson, Suali, Momorowski, a double to Joey Manu and a double to Teddy. Walker, eight conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons 26 tries to Ben Hunt, Zach Lomax, Fenai, Ramsey, four conversions to Lomax, a penalty goal to Lomax. The Dragons stuff, <laughs> it's, it's, crazy the way that the last what 15 20 minutes went in this game because the dragons were you know they were narrowly in front at half time they were in the game you know for 60 minutes Mm. and then the roosters scored what something like 42 points in the second half yeah and it wasn't the second half it was like most of it was late in the second half last 15 minutes to absolutely fucking bury them and um and turn what was looking like a you know a battle and like a promising sort of entertaining game into an absolute fucking drubbing. I still think it was pretty entertaining. Some of the tries that were scored were, were impressive, but the Roosters they snapped their losing streak and 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 as you say, Nate finished the game strongly with you know off the back of some of their big names making their mark on the, on the contest. But I, I think for all the names that the Roosters have in their side, with you know and you know some of the young talent with big raps on them and. All the rest of it, Joey Manu might 
be their most important player currently. Um, he's really emerged this year. Is that I mean, he's been he's don't get me wrong. He's been he's been very good mm. for his entire run. However, last year when when you know when when they needed it, and this year particularly, mm. he's it's like he's grown. He's taken another step up as a player. Yeah, I and agree. I mean, he's I know he's I, and I know they're putting him in positions this year through necessity, through Origin especially. You know, he's been going, deputizing in positions where they they need the depth, like the fullback and in the halves. But fuck me, he's good. Just. To- just a footballer. He's just around the ball yeah. and he's, he's in the right place and makes the right play. In contrast to someone like Sean Johnson, you know, like yeah. he's in the game and he's and he's making the right decisions in, in, in the big moments. Um, the thing is, he's like, he's trying to, he's, he's trying to score like every possible half opportunity he sees, he tries to take it. Yeah, like, without I mean, hesitation. Yeah, he got like he got one barge over try. I think he was held up for another barge over try as well, just just bolting into dummy half when he saw it was on, and that fucking try he scored was one of the greatest. Look, I, the way I want to look at it is that he felt that he had like a, a cramp coming on in his calf or something mm. or his hamstring, and then he saw the gap open up and thought, "Fuck, I'm going to fight through it. I'm just going to fucking bolt through it." And and um and he ultimately, you know, generating a try. Yeah. I don't think it was like I'm going to fake injury no, to stop play, and then I, the, I think he felt it coming on and just like, "Fuck it, it's on," and I'm, and just put it because he went off straight after, pretty much. Mm. I mean, he did leave the field, um, so so I don't think it was like some you know he was faking it or anything. But even if he was, you know what? Fucking more power to you, man. That shit's brilliant, <laughs> and I, <laughs> and, I fucking, and, and I fucking love it because you know what? The, what's the first thing they teach little kids in under sevens and shit? Play, Play the, the whistle. whistle. Play to the fucking whistle. Like, so look, he taught them all a lesson. I mean, it wasn't just a great performance on the field. It wasn't a game of rugby league. It was also a, a clinic for them. It was an education for the young. For, it was education for the young dragons. I was trying to <laughs> learn something. I was trying to think when, when I'd last seen a player like in in that Manu vein, like you know, Latrell's obviously probably the the most damaging offensive threat in the game at the moment. But but Marta, he's just something else. Like he's he's got all the the pace and agility of, of the best fullbacks you've seen mixed with the, the footy brain and, and the guts of any great running six. He's a fucking monster. Mm. So anything else you guys want to add on that one? Um, the only other point I wanted to make was this is yet another game that everything good the Dragons did come by Ben Hunt. Yeah. Yep. Forty <laughs> yep. twenty scored an individual try. Fucking <laughs> just like yeah. And another, and another and another Dragons game where where the the local in this case Central Coast of Gosford escort scene would have had people like crying into the porridge, fucking <laughs> trying to eat them out after the game. <laughs> Crying in the porridge. Jesus, jot it down. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> is that? Do you reckon Eric Clapton ever considered the version called "Tears in Porridge"? Tears in the porridge. <laughs> oh, what about that other guy? That, that crying in the chapel. So, yeah. crying in the chapel. So. <laughs> Is my mom my dad? <laughs> when I cried in the porridge, <laughs> uh, dragons lost and I'm sad. <laughs> so I cry in some porridge. 
<laughs> oh, that is funnier than a fucking toddler falling out of fucking apartment block window. <laughs> Which we all know is the funniest fucking thing in the world. Oh, yeah, I think I saw it on Fail Army. Right. <laughs> Socials. Uh, hang on. Mush. Let's go. <laughs> Before we get cancelled. <laughs> Oh, oh this, fuck him, he's an, he's, an anti, he's an anti-vaxxer anyway, fucking this, Eric Clapton, and that motherfucker, he's already... This isn't live, <laughs> can't say shit. We can't get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we can't get cancelled now, we can get cancelled, yeah. you know. Later. Yeah. Later. Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs> so after we've had our fun, we can be cancelled. Jesus Christ, I don't frankly, know. If more, frankly, if, 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 more, if more fucking hairy-legged white women listened to this podcast, we would have been cancelled a long time ago. <laughs> well, look, yeah, we're safe. I don't think it's now the LGBTQA... Clapton's. <laughs> like, okay. uh, Ash, he said, I saw the ref's arms go up for 10 in the bin and momentarily panicked before I realised it was Woods. That's a net gain for the Dragons for 10 minutes. And in a similar vein, Brendan said, Surely having Woods sent for 10 minutes disadvantages the Roosters. The penalty should have been not allowed to sub him for the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, Lando. So Joey Mano is hands down the best player in the comp. Well and truly the difference today. I don't like what he's done to us today, but you really have to admire the way he's done it. Mm. Uh, Kevin said, imagine how good Manu would be if he played consistently. He's still a good player, but he definitely has a habit of floating out of games. Maybe it really is time to move him out of the centres and into a six or a one. Whether that's at the Roosters or elsewhere, I feel like they could really elevate his career to the next level. And JDHD44 um, with all the salt. So the next time Joey Manu is actually injured, the opposition team will fuck his shit up because they can't take the chance that he's faking again. Also, fuck the Dragons. That comes from a Dragons. Yeah, yeah, next time he's injured, fuck, fuck his shit up. Well, Since when, I mean, like people, people, ne- people never fuck a guy's shit up when he's when he's you know grabs his the, hamstring or something ground. like that. They yeah, just if- they just sort of go they just sort of go up and they just sort of go up and smother him. Yeah. And give him a cuddle without any force to it. That's it. And then, and then, then he's called hell because the guy's not fighting out of it because he's fucked his hamstring or whatever. Yeah. And you know, so fine, do that. And and he's as opposed thing. to standing there and watching the cunt run past you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yes. Um, that is for socials. Might I suggest some tears in porridge for you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Have, have, have we just replaced the Mars bar? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, fucking hell. Shit's getting look, messy I mean, in Dragon's, bar, in dragon's bedrooms. Look, the Mars bar's more sanitary, let me just say. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, you'd have to have a funnel arrangement to get the porridge in there. If, 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 well, actually... Oh, um, you found biology. When we're, talk, we're talking about someone who would have previously used nature's funnel. Oh, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, delightful. So, and I'll tell you what, if you pick the right one, you might get a uh, Mars bar porridge double. Stop it. Oh, sensational. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn looks legitimately excited. <laughs> he thinks we're really talking about Uncle Toby's. <laughs> we're not literally talking about the things. <laughs> well, we are literally talking about the Mars bar. But... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> might, might skip the breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah, bullshit, you'll be fucking you're chopping up a Mars bar. And Maybe I'll have two times as much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Right. Um, the mighty Manly Seagulls, 42, defeated the Newcastle Knights, 12 at Brookie. The Manly side uh, tries uh, double to Jason Saab. Uh, Kola, Olaquatu, Davey, Christian Tupolotu, and Lachlan Croker with tries. Daly with five conversions. Uh, Ruben with one. And a penalty goal to Daly as well. Uh, the Knights, 12, came through tries to Adam Clune and Callum Ponga. And Ponga, two conversions from two attempts. This was a flaw, a f- almost a flawless victory. I fucking can't complain. I mean, usually I've got some things that I'm very critical about. In this case, the only thing I'm critical about is when a team makes a break down the, down the, the outside... And then if they uh, if they yeah they run out of space they're going to get tackled and they kick it in and, and they, they kick it into the center towards the posts. Yep. They don't the the guys don't fucking chase they don't chase back hard enough to fucking defuse that. Such sort of an situation. underrated play, hey! If you can mm. pull oh, it off. Yeah, they they I mean because they're just obviously just pouring troops to cut the sideline off, and there's some just lazy cunts in the middle that just aren't like everyone's got to get on their bike in case. Because like that's it's such a I mean if you've got some a winger who can kick off their right foot if they're going down the right hand side and vice versa, and do it accurately and long enough with the right weight and and, and yeah. you know into the middle, it's a it's a fucking great. I mean like Manly have scored enough tries off it themselves, but I mean, um, you just that's a, the, the fact they didn't mop that up is the only thing that I'm critical for the whole game because otherwise. Uh, well, like all the Origin players, like on both sides, I think. I mean, Callum Ponga, he brought his attacking confidence that he displayed in Origin. I mean, he that was evident in this game as well. I mean, he's definitely like that. That third Origin game was great for him. Well, the Origin series was great for him. I yeah, mean, he's, that's it. He's finally realizing that involvement yields benefits. He yeah. also had a couple and, of solid one-on-one efforts um, to to stop. Like I mean, last didn't line, impact, sort of. Didn't, yeah. yeah, it didn't impact the result, but the fact that he he made those tackles with confidence yeah, without hesitation. Yep. I thought there was yep. a, a stark contrast to some of his efforts. Not only yeah, early because, I mean, this he season, was, but, but he was also leaping for career. leaping for contested balls and yep. stuff as well. Yeah. And I mean like and we weren't quite putting it right in the space where we had like a Jason Saab who was in his face ready to snatch it away. But I mean there was a couple of them that were fairly closely contested and he jumped up and, and he took him, or he you know he went for him without without mistake. So I really can't fault that. And I mean on on the manly side, I mean Daly was absolute fucking masterclass. One of the best games that I've seen him play. Um, the kicking game from Origin carried straight through again. He had to take over conversions because Garrick is clearly playing injured at the moment, and uh, he's nailing him from the fucking sideline. And I mean some of the honestly, there's some two of the tries they scored are some of the best fucking tries I've seen scored at Brookie. That one that he. Brief. Where they were down the left hand side, yeah. where Daly just sort of shot out a dummy half, and then you know passed out to four, and then back to Daly, and then the no look pass to um, Saab to score was just fucking amazing. Like, and um, yeah, and I'm here for it. I mean, you know, if if Foz wants to backflip and fucking generate some more of that shit, then uh, <laughs> I'm here until the fucking until the wheels fall off that guy. Um, <laughs> Hamoli again was pretty pretty good. Not. Not, I mean, like his his stat line's incredible, and you know, scored a try again. But um, I, I would still like to see that guy get a run up more often. I mean, he seems to be at the moment he's just relying on sheer athleticism and kind of getting the ball, standing, start palming the first guy off, and then starting to roll forward and you know carry guys forward with him, which is great when because it, it works. But you know, he's going to trample guys if he gets you know ten meter run up, then you know, he's going to be unstoppable. 
Um, Cole is starting to, he's broken out now, um, to the player that he was supposed to be. I mean, the way he made, like, who was it, Tuala, that he's mm. made him look fucking stupid with that try just with his footwork. I mean, there was nothing on there. They were numbered up and, you know, from 10 metres out, and he just put a little swerve on and some footwork and just beat him hands down and gone over untouched. Um, and Jason Saab, uh, pleasing to see the two tries, but the most pleasing thing was he was targeted relentlessly by the Knights and he didn't make a single mistake. He made about fucking four line breaks, um, no missed tackles, no errors. Yeah, he, and, uh, here's the thing though. Like Saab, Saab's not an error machine. That That's not why he gets targeted. Well, he, he, was, well, he, ma- he made eight errors in the game against the Cowboys, which was the, probably the deciding factor in that game. No, no, but, so. but overall, it's the fact that teams bombed him and smashed him. And that yeah, and well, that was done. that was the combo to not only shut him down, but also Manly relied a lot on his go forward in that first tackle to reduce how far the rest of the team had to run back. And that was in that game that Penrith played them at that they set the blueprint for that. And unfortunately for Manly, every other team copied it. Newcastle did the bombing bit but didn't do the smashing bit. Well, that's the other thing as well. I mean, and this is why. I mean, look, there, there are people, and you know, in the in, in in my DMs and stuff, going like, "Oh, fucking Des will never do this." And Des, listen, you got to fucking trust Desi. He's got a plan, and I mean, the guy knows how to fucking give players confidence and work players through fucking problems that they have. Now that Harper's made his return, may I ask? Like, he is fucking sorry. Yes, may I ask? Do these people not know you? Like, have they just seen your manly thing on Twitter and decided to DM you? How the fuck are people that have ever had anything to do with you going to fucking say anything negative about Dez, even in a fucking DM? These are these are these are manly manly supporters. I'll say, and like, and, and and they just that's they just, interesting. They, they, they sound like fuckheads. Like, yeah, you lose. They lose faith too. And I say, listen, listen. He fucking obviously like this is a guy who knows how to like show confidence like, and faith in players that then they they repay because he doesn't fucking destroy them mentally on, but, like like someone like Hook does when he brings guys up drops them down brings them up drops them down every fucking other week but um like, seriously Saab, how are these dumb yeah. fucks expecting like to go through their entire life now and not you know on the day that their fucking child is born have you pop out of the bushes and fucking just run a fucking barber's knife across their throat and just shh, shh not not fit to be a parent <laughs> shh trust as he shh Desi, your father, your children. Shh. Fuck I mean, me. He's, I mean, he's he's fathered he's fathered all of the children. I mean, like like yours, my like. I mean, we all descend see, from Desi. I mean, I mean, you see, I mean, you see his hair. I mean, yeah, that guy clearly fucks. Now, um, Jesus but the Christ. thing, the back, back to the back to the point though. Yeah, I know. But back to the point, like we've seen Morgan Harper, like, and and it sounds it sounds like a it sounds like a, a a negative for me to say this, but. It's like I don't recall he didn't jump out at me at all in this game, which means he didn't do anything. He, he did everything his job, basically, and he didn't fucking miss anything, fuck up, anything like that. Um, and Saab, the thing that he had to do was he had to improve his carries. And you see now in this game particularly, he was actually making yards yardage off off his returns, and he was getting down low, and he wasn't getting himself caught in the position where he was, you know, bolt upright under a tsunami of fucking opposition jerseys, you know, overwhelming him. So it just goes to show that, you know, some of these things take a little while to get, you know, to, to get turned around. But, I mean, obviously there's a plan uh, for these players that have things they need to fix. And, then, you know, sometimes it takes time for them to fix them, but we're starting to see the, the benefits of that. Um, 
had mates that were there at the ground and they're saying like Garrick is like clearly like fucking he's on one leg basically but you wouldn't fucking know it apart from the fact that he wasn't kicking for goal from the way he played I mean he was kamikazing himself into the defensive line the way that Tommy would do when there was a break to be made I mean he, you know, he would make it he would be there to back up um, so I love the way that guy's digging in and um, living for the jersey and um, Josh Alloy, Alloy again fucking amazing I mean taken from being essentially the you know, landscaper at the fucking West Tigers to a first grade rugby league prop and he's just you know, unbelievable was that the time they got James Tamau? it was they made way for Tamau the same year that- yeah didn't they? I don't know. I don't think they were a coordinated thing that was one had to happen to be the other, no, but they happened but at the just, same time. But just going yeah. back to that theory, that every time the Tigers offload yeah. a player that goes somewhere yes. else and does well, Correct. they get a fucking shit has been from Penrith. This shit is fucking scientific now. Yeah, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm prepared to put a peer reviewed. Well, <laughs> paper in I here. consider you a peer, <laughs> and I feel we've just reviewed it. <laughs> Uh, and the knights. I mean, the, the knights were the knights were in this game to like the probably the fifty fifth minute, and the scoreline ended up the way it did. Prove that you know, even with Braille, this was the first time that they got their spine together this this season. So you you know you expected, and certainly the way they got into the arm wrestle in the first half, yeah. thought they they definitely looked better, and they were super competitive and dangerous. But fuck again, like what fifty five sixty minutes in, just fell away, and you yeah. Know, so went the avalanche. It it, it seems to be the difference um, between this year and last year. Like la- last year, the good teams would go out there and just obliterate anyone that wasn't on their level. This year, the the teams are are adjusting. They've adjusted to the new play style. They're adjusting to how the game's being officiated, and they're in they're in for longer. I still think a lot of it's fitness related, you know, and and be that the actual fitness level of the players or be that how the coaches choose to make their rotations or play the style of game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. And you know, to your point, if it's the first time they've had their spine together this year or one of the only times, um, not, not a bad fucking way to run into the finals, but I think might be a little bit too far gone for the Knights. Yeah. You want anything else on that one, Glenny? No, I, not a great deal. I think you guys have covered it, but I, I just... Want to really do reiterate the efforts of of both Jake and and DCE backing up? They were fucking outstanding. Um, you know, a player from both you know both sides of, of the result uh, from the previous Wednesday night, and they they come out and they both play their guts out for their, for their club, and, and not that you know people would expect anything different from them, but um, the performance they had were, were fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And there was no like at late points scored by Newcastle after you know Daly and Jake were both taken off with you know mm. you know five or six minutes left to go and and did you see Jake after the try they scored it must have been I think it was probably the last try that Manly scored and and he was just fucking unloading on everyone and like the the, the gist of it would have been like no more fucking tries scored mm. in the last five minutes cunts and then so then he went yeah. off and um and you know he was obviously it was really nice it was really- <laughs> nice uh, Lynn. She said the jersey can stay. There you go, tick of yeah, approval. First non-cursed, yeah, gimmick jersey of the year. Daniel said the Knights can get in the Tasman Sea and keep walking east. Fuck those pathetic cunts. I'm, I think I'm done, hey. This is worse than the spoon years. At least we had an excuse then. Well, I'll tell you what, again. We've been giving you an excuse all year. I mean, 
Just take this cow and Pommy's getting too much of those pie now. Yeah, fucking hell. Well, and, and like, in, we'll license it out for use. Injuries are fucking not been not been kind to the. Knights. Well, Braley the whole season's yeah. gone. You had Clifford fell off a cliff. Yeah, Clune's you know Clune's going okay, but remember he had that injury not that long That's ago it. either. Milford's getting better as he's you know been allowed to play you know league again. I mean he's been building week on week. He wasn't great. He was almost unsighted in this game to yeah. be honest. Um, yes, uh, but yeah, Ryan. You said Gay Guy's origin performance clearly shows that even dead cats bounce a little bit. On another note, I may need to see professional about my pants after my reaction to seeing Manly score all of those tries in the second half. And JW on Twitter. Surprised we're winning games like this without Tom. DCE put on another kicking clinic tonight. And and this is that thing. Like, say what you want about DCE, and I fucking will. He's an absolute Pox on humanity. Legend of the game. Pox on humanity. Greatest Queensland halfback in origin history as well, um, just quietly. Done more with far less. Right, right now, you sound like a man trying to have his opinion on uh, abortion laws. But um, just, he, Here we go. Like, he, he does what a seven is supposed to do. He controls the tempo of the game. He thinks about the set in attack, but also where will be most advantageous to start the next set in defence. He kicks like Robert Louis after a fucking case of cruises. So, um, it, <laughs> you don't need you, you don't need every halfback to be Andrew Johns. They just need to do like those basic things right. Um, anyway, next game. The Broncos sixteen defeated the Titans twelve down at Hope Solo Coliseum. And uh, the Broncos, 16, came through tries to Hoyter, Reynolds, and Pereira. Adam Reynolds, two conversions. The Titans, 12, came through tries to Boyd and Jolliffe with Toby Sexton, two of two conversions. After playing just enough like they want to get their coach sacked, the Titans played in this game in large part like they want their coach to stay. This was an enjoyable derby, I thought. Mm. I, th- I had no expectation. I thought the Titans were going to get absolutely fucking blasted. Maybe they want their coach to get a second job <laughs> or work from well, home or something. They don't well, want him to get Dimmick, sacked. They, maybe they want to get rid of Dimmick and now they've achieved that. They're trying to you know, put in a little bit. Maybe. Um, yeah. Pretty tightly contested game. I think it was a bit ugly for the Broncos, but um, they've shown this season that they can play much better than they did, but they still got the win. And I think in the context of their finals uh, race, I think it could be a, a, a big win. Um, and, and one of those ones, if, if they hadn't have got the two points here, it could have come back and, and bitten them um, come the end of round 26. So um, the Titans were, were much improved, but um, the Broncos scrapped it out with them and, and got away with the win. Yeah, they fucking did, didn't they? It was quite exciting in the last sort of you know five minutes yeah. or ten minutes when the Titans were like rolling down the field fairly easily, but they just couldn't find you know that little that little bit extra they needed to get the points yeah. to get ahead what, in the game. What I would like to know if I was a Titans fan is who the fuck is running shit on the field for the Titans? Like who, who are the voices that are being heard? Who are the voices that are speaking up? Because exactly as you just said there, Nate, there was no one had a solid plan. Like they were gaping the Broncos in the middle third of the field. And there were just meters to be had, and then when the Broncos compacted, there were meters around them. Mm. But and there were, and also there was an an absolute surplus of cowardice from fucking one D for feeder in this in the crucial moments in this game this, as well. This is my thing. You know, you see the the great 
combinations or the great players or whoever they are, they'll try the same play over and over and over and over and over and over. So if the Broncos are fucking starting to put gaps in, then for that last five minutes, almost everything we're doing is creating space out and then putting it back in to have either Fafita as a decoy or if there's a hole there to go straight through them with another three guys on his outside for support. I like think you, to follow on... Sorry, finish. No, well, I was going to say, look, you, you run that play, you know, once a set, maybe fucking twice a set if you're feeling ballsy. And if you have three or four sets, what's the likelihood that that comes off? Mm. But who's out there? If a feed is not going looking for the ball, who's out there saying, this is where they're weak, this is where we're going? To, to follow on from that, I think it comes down to the inexperienced Haas, which we've brought exactly. up um, multiple times this season. Because if if Fafita had a, a, a DCE or a, a, even a Cleary, I know Cleary's young, but he's obviously, a, you know, has great leadership qualities or a Adam Reynolds, for, for example, someone when it's clear that he's out of the game, it's clear that he's not a part of of the group of players that are going to influence the result. And he's got as much skill and ability as anyone else on that field to, to make his mark on a game. He needs his halfback or his, his leaders in that team to essentially grab him by the fucking ear and drag him into the game. Yeah. And there's no one there doing that. And, and unfortunately, I think they've made Tino captain, and I don't hate that as a decision, but he's still a young forward, and he, and I just don't know that he's going to have the stones to drag Fafita into a game. They need it's it's just, and I think the guy that may have and we've said it before is probably Fogarty. <laughs> he probably yeah. would have been the guy that would have yeah. had the stones to say, "You fucking ass in this game, we need you. Yeah, we we need you. Let's you know, let's do this as you say." Create a play, come up with a plan, and then bring the guy that has the skill and ability to fucking be dominant into the contest. Now, now, who knows? Who knows if that's because they don't have those plays, or there's not there's not a cohesive playbook that everyone runs off. I'd find that very surprising if that's the mm-hmm. case. But but, but even at, at an absolute base level someone kicking him in the balls and saying, fucking have three hit-ups this set. Yeah. Just yeah. because you're fucking massive and you run the ball like a fucking steam train. Mm-hmm. Just just exactly. try and... Because then that might lift the other blokes. Yeah. And see what comes off the back of it. Yeah. Can, can you imagine, like, the style of forward football that Penrith play where you get Fisher-Harris, Moses Leota, Bill Kikau, like, just just rumbling, and they mm. all just run straight at you and they find their fronts, and you know, of their own accord mm. and they're up quickly to play the ball, like almost before you fucking had a chance to actually tackle them. Mm. Can you imagine that with Fafita, Tino, like that, that fucking forward pack rumbling yeah, at you? Yeah, Fodawaka. Jesus. Those Fucking hell. Anyway. 
Uh, and part of the problem is they don't have a hooker, and, and like, yeah, you know, true. The, the basic building blocks of just getting guys on the front foot, you know, through the middle. Yeah. Um, also, a shout out to the Broncos, Zach Hosking. He was fucking deadly over there on the left hand. Wasn't he edge. just? Yeah. And like, you know, he had that one try, you know, call back through, you know, from a, a double movement. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he busted through and was cut down short, you know, a number of times. And um, shout out to the Mule as well. His old man, first manly player I ever met. There you <laughs> had, go. Had a, had, had a beer with him at the Leesy after my first game that I went to Brookie. Yeah. And um, send your son back home, mate. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think Mule, I think I think Mule moved up to Newcastle, like you know, post career, and I think uh, Zach started his started his footy, uh, you know, around Newcastle area. So he it wasn't like he was ever you know one of ours as a junior or anything. But um, yeah, he looks like he's a good one though. Send him down. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All good. <laughs> Socials on that one. <laughs> ben, it's a game on the line. Five minutes to go. D for feeder doesn't take or look for a hit up over the rest of the game. If he's not the most overrated, oh sorry, if he's not the most overpaid player in the league, I'll give it away. Um, Richard, said the Titans really tried hard, but you got the feeling the Broncos were in cruise mode for much of the game. The Broncos threw a pass four meters forward in the lead up to their first try, and that sort of thing summed up the Titans' night. Shitload of effort, but a mixture of Broncos class and pure Titans bad luck meant there was only ever going to be one result. Cameron. Said last year, Broncos lose this by 12. Ugly win, but then again, the Titans always seem to go up a notch when they play us. Back under the stairs, you go, degenerate little brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and Hammers on Twitter. Said that was a really good game, until it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Panthers, 18, defeated the Tigers, 16 at uh, Combank Stadium. The Panthers' tries came through Tungo, Kikau and Fisher-Harris. Falls with two conversions. O'Sullivan got one. Tigers side tries to Tupo, Dewey, and Mamalo. Two of three conversions to Adam Dewey. Lenny, explain yourself. The, did, you the, you go, sorry, did you go through the, the Panthers point scorers? I did, did I did. No, I, I go through the winning team scorers oh, first. Go. Oh, I'm not used to Panthers games. I only have three tries. <laughs> normally, normally it takes longer. I can get the socials up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think the story of this game was the Tigers tried to drag Penrith down to their level, um, certainly in the second half. Um, but it came a point uh, in the second half where the Penrith, Penrith remembered who they were and the Tigers decided that they were just going to drag themselves uh, to a new low. Um, it was really just that one tackle, though, like just that gaping hole that was left there right for, near the post. For Fisher-Harris. <laughs> yeah, for fisher I mean, like, it wasn't like it was some sort of incredible fucking set where they spread it from side to no, side and no. went end to end. I mean, it was, it was pretty... Like, it's what you fucking expect to happen when you're defending on your goal line. You're going to expect, like, at least one kind of crash play. Yeah. You don't, and you don't leave, like, a three-man fucking hole there yeah. for it. Oh, <laughs> the meanest cunt on the field standing right behind the play of the ball, spread out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, stay away from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I think I think for the Tigers, you know, clearly there's a chasm between the two clubs and their systems and, and structures, regardless of who's on the field and who's not. Um, there were still uh, multiple internationals and, and and guys that play very well within those systems and structures um, that Penrith do so well, and, and the Tigers don't have those, um, and they also don't have. Um, Talent, <laughs> unfortunately, um, 
no, that that's probably a little harsh. I, I can say categorically that the 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 Dewey Brooks Hastings uh, experiment, I I don't like it at this very early stage. I'm prepared to give it more time, but uh, I thought it looked okay at the start. Like I like I think it looked, I thought it looked okay in like the first twenty minutes. Yeah, I, again, I just feel like I don't want to be another one of these guys kicking Brooks, but he looks like the fucking odd man out. Even Can I just say something to you, Glenny? Just yes. let me interject. I don't know if you listened to our episodes at all, but last week <laughs> you went on an absolute <laughs> fucking tirade against Luke Brooks, calling him all sorts of F and C's and this and that and get him out of the club, etc. And uh, so much so that I put like, yeah, hit him up underneath it. And it was one of the great moments of the show. The kids loved it. God, I wish you had but, that uh, to play now. Like just to play now. Just to play it now. For Glenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he exactly. just he just does. I you put know, a little he bit does, in there when you like when you didn't know what the song was as well. It does seem like the the scapegoat, but um, yeah, but <laughs> again, again. Look, you fucking I'm not put the fucking, wasn't you put deserved. the little bell around his you put the bell around his neck and everything last week because <laughs> you're talking about fucking scapegoats. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and it was deserved last week. Um, Fuck Dewey, me, I think Dewey. Like that Eric Andre yeah. thing where he's like, <laughs> where Glenny, the first frame, Glenny's kicking fucking Luke Brooks to death, and in the second frame, he's like, why would, <laughs> why would, why would someone do this? <laughs> Who would do such a thing? Look, you've convinced me. Fucking Luke Brooks, fuck him. Um, Hastings was at points a fish out of water. Um, he's. I saw someone say he's, he's not quick enough to be a seven, and I think there's some merit to that. I think um, he's certainly a bigger body um, and probably, you know, he is suited to lock, but um, he doesn't get the touches, and we all know it's all about the touches. Yes. What were your thoughts, Jay? Um, look, I know you've just... You know, been very gracious in defeat and gone on about, you know, how the Tigers didn't have the systems or this or the culture or whatever. And they don't. Um, they don't, but I think you may be trying to actually avoid and downplay just how fucking bad and embarrassing of a moment this was for your pathetic shit cunt club and <laughs> all of its fucking bottom crawling fans. Hey! Uh, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Like. It was legitimately embarrassing for both clubs, except Penrith got two points out of the, out yeah. Of the fair. Well, exactly. yeah, here, here's the, so here's the thing, though. I I urge you to go to any fucking professional sporting team in the world, in the world, right, and say, we want over 50% of your starting squad to fuck off. To Bali. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally leave the country. <laughs> And still have them win playing in their regular competition. This is the fucking lowest point in the history of your club. And that includes, oh, come on, bud. That includes come on, bud. before the merge when the club was both the Magpies and the fucking Balmain Tigers. Now, this, listen. Listen here. We have fucking inflicted on you. some fucking outrageously fucking ignorant and stupid, downright fucking stupid you know things on this show over the years. This was so bad. That has rocketed to the top of the fucking charts. This was so bad, it actually caused Benny Elias 
to go full 360 on the Tata meter and have a moment of clarity. That's how <laughs> fucking bad this was. <laughs> oh, um, that is... Look, there, there was that first 20, 25 minutes of the second half that that probably is what most people will take out of this game, where it was just fucking, we'll drop it, you'll drop it, we'll drop it, you'll drop it. Uh, but apart from that, I was very impressed that Penrith just stick to exactly as you alluded to, Glennie, the, the systems and the game plan because it works. Now, obviously, you've got a bunch of new people in there, so you know they got to hit their mark and, and they got to understand exactly where they've got to be in relation to, to not only everybody else but also to the defence um, for, for plays to work properly. But, but it was positive signs for, for continuity. You know, there, there are some players in there that are going to be really, really hard to replace. Like Arpi, when he goes next year, he is going to be very, very hard to replace. Isaiah Yo, when he leaves, he will be very, very impossible. When replace. he leaves, as in he's going to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but overall, I think in terms of how the, the structures are and how they're trying to future-proof that club... Um, that's the best thing for me. And fucking fitting for, for the Fish to to win it in his fucking milestone game. That was a special one as well. Because like we were talking of before the show, he fucking legitimately scares me. And I'm, I'm glad. Like there is less chance of me just being murdered by him now because he had a moment of happiness. <laughs> and I'm not saying that he would potentially target me. It's just that... Every human on oh, earth you are is at risk. <laughs> oh, but I'm, I'm his annoying cunt. <laughs> oh, fuck it, you can use that excuse for plenty of people. Yes. <laughs> oh, can I tell you, um, Em was in a bit of a, uh, uh, a funk on the weekend, and I flat out told her that I'm going to annoy her out of it. So, time. <laughs> Works for me. Job's she either, done. She either gets out of the funk or she murders me and I don't have to put up with the shit anymore, so. Win-win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she puts uh. up with far more than she should. Um, Stephen said, Ken Mamalo proving he can actually jump at least 20 to 25 Siggy papers high with that try. <laughs> <laughs> I think he may have set a new personal best with that one, to be honest. That's it. That was actually legitimately good. Fucking the good old tally-ho. Um, Tim McIntyre. So the Tigers would have won if they had their origin stars. <laughs> That's funny because you don't have any. <laughs> We've already been over this, mate. And even if you'd have gotten back all the origin players you'd ever had in history, you still would have lost. <laughs> the 2005 grand final team would have lost. <laughs> oh, hang on a sec. That is... Again... Oh. It's like you're trying to break some one of your own personal fucking records. Jesus um, Christ. Devon Head said, How trash must you be to not be able to beat a side missing their seven best players, especially when you yourself are full strength? That is so fucking true, sir. Uh, ben said, When Nathan Cleary is sunning himself in Bali, Sean O'Sullivan is the best halfback in the comp. Come at me. <laughs> well, I, wouldn't, I won't come at you, sir, because you speak truth. And I support the truth. I don't knock it down. Uh, Matt said, Dylan Edwards with a solid 244 run meters. 
In our collective opinion, how much further can he push his game? Could the young fella ever see the inside of an origin shed? Um, no. No. And Only other- in a gutho capacity. Yeah, like like he could he could probably like I'd I'd be happy for him to be like the gutho, like get get around the boys and everything, and probably you know, he might see him in the back of the shot or something. Yeah, there's just like I mean it's it's a congested. I mean like assuming that fucking Pappenhausen doesn't have to retire from being an absolute fucking epitome soft shell crab. There's still like oh, you know bef- before there's a lot of traffic ahead. Before I forget, um, I need a petition before the court. Sure. To uh, change his name. By D Twill to Ryan Pappen Reynolds. <laughs> um, oh, it, it, it's a fucking freakish time in history for fullbacks. Absolutely yeah, yeah. freakish time. Um, and look, you know, you, you look elsewhere in history, and you're like, oh yeah, there was that time where we had, you know, who you? Oh, like there was Slater and Mini at the same time, and then. It was like the tail end of the general at Canterbury and, you know. Oh, and you had all those times there. It was like, you know, around like sort of Tuvi, Ricky Stewart, sort of around the same sort of era and, you know, like where, yeah, he played some origin games and someone, you know, someone else would play some origin games. Yeah, then you had Johns and Kamali going, you know. Like there have been times where we've been stacked with, like, I mean, Queensland, like in that origin period that you were talking about, I mean, yeah, they were shuffling around the positioning of guys like Thurston and Cronk, you know, to accommodate. Yeah, exactly. You so, know, more than one of them in the team at once. Um, so, yeah, like New South Wales do with... um yeah, you know, Latrell and Turbo and, and, and Teddy and stuff yeah, as well. And like, and he again, we, we we've spoken about this so many fucking times. It's it's probably that that your best choices at fullback only don't get to play fullback because they're a better mm. centre than Tedesco is. Yeah, that's you right. Um, so I, I think Edwards suffers from that. I, I don't think he's a centre. Like he can play. Fucking anyone can play except fucking. Fatakai can't can't play. On that. I mean, you could pro- you could you could probably chuck him. I think you could probably chuck him on the wing. But again, could we fucking stack there too? Exactly. Well, yeah. you know. Well, I'll tell you. Maybe he would have caught that ball that Tupo didn't. Yeah. Or at least known yeah, so to would Fox. Let it bounce. Yeah. So so would so exactly. would Fox. You'd imagine, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yes. Yeah, so there it is. Next game. Okay. The uh, Storm. Sorry, the, the Raiders twenty defeated the Storm sixteen down at the Korean Housewife. Oh, again, uh, the Raiders <laughs> tries through uh, a double to James Schiller, uh, Sebastian Chris with a, with a try, uh, Fogarty three conversions and a penalty goal defeating the Storm sixteen. Tries to Meany, Hughes, and Grant with one conversion to Meany, one conversion to Pappenhausen. And First thing, interesting fucking injury to Pappenhausen. Oh. Haven't seen this. Be- I haven't seen that happen before. But I mean, like, knee on knee fucking space docking mm. at high at high high velocity. I'm sure I've and, seen um, Tedesco. Tedesco did his. Yeah, but the kind of like not in that not kind not of exactly way, with one guy sort of Superman sort of trampling the other. Guy, you know what I mean? Like I mean, but it, obviously like contact or impact injuries the, happen the, with knees. The report I heard bit, was that it it like it shattered. Like it's not fractured. It's yeah. It's like powder inside his fucking leg. What the yeah, fuck? Well, How yeah, did he or, come or, back or, from or, that? Or, or, or crumbs, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, he's he's gone. So he's confirmed gone for the year. Yeah. Uh, he, he was. I think he was. I think he was pretty much straight to the hospital and looking at surgery. Mm. You know, but that, like today or even last night. Fuck. You look at that so, though. That fucked. And the, you know the the thing with Teddy, right? Um, or or the guys that have those reoccurring. Um, tendon issues or fast twitch muscle issues, you look at them and you're like, okay, well, fuck, 
I guess, with some, you know, conditioning or strength, or you look at what Luttrell's been doing over in the States, and fucking reminder, watch that documentary if you haven't, it is fucking unbelievable. But, um, just how the fuck do you avoid that? Like, he's just a poor, unlucky kid. Mm. That, Which is exactly the, the oh. point that Tedesco was in at that point of his career as he was coming through. Because um, he had the, the ACL in his debut, um, and then he come back. But no, but that's what I'm saying. That all, all of those like tendon stuff. That's yeah. Like that. That sort of goes to well. Hang on, you're doing more than your body can handle. Yeah. You know, the, the, well, there's a reason that tendons snap. It's because they've got too much fucking load on them. Mm. You, they're, they're doing too much. Yep, and you got the talking and whatever yeah. with the you know the tags locked into the grass. And, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, Pappenhausen's just fucking unlucky. The thing, and yeah, that's right. He's and he's and he's running the the, the gamut of injuries too, because not only is he you know suffering unlucky ones like Turbo gets, but he's also got like the the HIA related yeah, yeah. as well, where he's slow to come back from them. You yeah. know, like so. Yeah, dudes. Yeah, look, you know, and and the way he's been playing the last two seasons, I mean, you want to see him in the game, hundred percent. Yeah, Definitely. as long as possible. Yep. But fuck, man, that's a tough one. That. You know that has the potential to to impact his speed and agility, depending on how successful the surgery is and how he comes back for after rehab, etc. Um, you know, sometimes you see players come back and then they're not the same, and from yeah. from injuries like that. Yep. Yeah. Look, I, I guess with him, I think he's been lucky enough to be in that that storm system where you would say that a, a lot of what his value is as a player, he's learned in terms of smarts. Like they've got good fullbacks down there to learn from, and his positioning's great. His involvement in in helping that defensive line's great. Um, yeah, fuck. But if you if you looked at Pappenhausen's game, yep. What do you say his greatest strength is? His speed and explosiveness, right? At this stage of his career. Yeah. Yep. If that's impacted. Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe. Storms three losses in a row after playing all but one game at the Korean Housewife this season is as good content as Tiger Town. Even with Klein wearing a purple jersey under his shirt, the cheating cunts couldn't pull it off. You'd love to see it. There you go. It's Raiders. Like they were fucking. It was like remember that first. Like I think it was the first set. Even mm. Storm would have straight through them. They didn't quite. They didn't quite have the numbers to back up. Yeah. To score the try, but like Pappy was straight through them down the left on that on the first set or second set. Yeah. And you thought, oh, here, here we fucking go. This is like going to be a carve up. Yeah. But man, the Raiders they got their shit together and they fucking like they were staunch in defence. And that try that Schiller scored, That's the one with the, where he, where he ran out and jumped back in and it, yeah, like that shit was. I fuck it. There's some amazing finishing going on. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it gets better and better. I think yeah. you know Canberra like, have turned things around nicely and and are well and truly in the mix for the top eight, um, which is not something that was a sure thing earlier this year, given some of the performances no, they were right. putting together. Because there were games where teams were starting to carve them up from the second set, and it got fucking worse as the game went on. Um, or they'd put in 40 minutes and then fall apart again. You know, the, the infamous faders that reared their head earlier in the season. But they've, they've turned things around and um, they're playing some good footy in this. Yeah, some guys that are having a real dig for Canberra that, and, and not just their big names. Like there's guys like fucking Schiller who's only played a handful of games. Um, you know, Sebastian Chris as well. Um, he's a bit unheralded for the Raiders and... Um, yeah, I, I I don't mind what the Raiders are doing at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Nate, um, to your point about finishes, would you say that some of these finishes are the best you've ever seen? Yes. Would you say these finishes are good enough that a Dragons fan would pay to eat them? I would say that a Dragons fan would pay top dollar at an hourly rate, no less, to just to, to fucking like treat it like it was a sizzler. <laughs> <laughs> John said, how gutsy were the Raiders today? No fading, just grit and never give up footy. My favourite moment. (laughs) We've lost him. Oh, Glennie's just done a gutho. (laughs) And by that we mean in the corner of his room doing the gutherino. While throwing up. Um, My favourite moment was Savage's try-saving tackle. That was fucking great. Hang on. He's coming back. He's all right. He's a little bit red. <coughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. What's happening with your shirt, Glennie? Oh, it's just the Avengers, mate. It's, it looks like one of those fucking half Broncos, half Cowboys jerseys people sew <laughs> together. No, oh, fuck. <coughs> I'm back. I'm good. Jack. He said, Jack oh. White not kicking it into row seven and trying to end seasons. What more could you ask for? Schiller is a new favourite but he's been hurt in two out of four games he's played. It's a little worrying. That was fucked as well. Like, to mm. to do it scoring a try, you know, okay, yeah. that's you know, fucking gutsy, but, yeah, that's fucking rough. Poor cunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, Raiders look together. Like, leg- legit look um, as if they're, they're in sync with each other, which is uh, yeah. good for them going into the end of the season. Next game. The Rabbitohs, 36, sorry, defeated the Bulldogs, 28, at uh, Accor Stadium. The Rabbits, 36, came through a hat-trick to Alex Johnston again. Uh, Ilias Mitchell, Walker, Totola, tries. Uh, Latrell Mitchell, four of seven conversions. The Doggies, 28, came through, tries to Burns, Casey, Stimson, Avarillo, and Vaughan, with uh, four or five conversions to Birdo. They leaked 28 points to the Dogs, but... As far as the Rabbitohs are concerned, this will be all about Latrell's moment and the, mm-hmm. the warning signal that it puts out for the competition. Yep. Mm. <clears throat> I think there's there's not too many people um, in and around the NRL and, and certainly fans that haven't been interested to see how he was going to come back. And um, that was one of those plays where it's it was it was everything you know it was the best of him and. He's you know he's got his swagger and um, yeah very very dangerous and see us look a far better team now that he's back in the side and they're starting to hum along so um, still too many points to leak um, if they're serious about going deep into the finals but um, that's that's the biggest takeaway from me is that that's yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he's I want to say a, that they've got a game the, back and fucking and then comes back with that. So, yeah, I want to I want to say that the you know when the game was there to be won, they had it well under control, mm. and yeah, there was a little bit of you know junk time about it. Sure, um, you know with some of the Bulldogs points, but did you see here the hear what uh, Latrell said afterwards as well? He was talking about you know the the bloke that was in number three at Origin. You know he did a good job and everything, but. But like that jersey's fucking mine, <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm taking it back next year. So. Yeah. <laughs> things you things you love to hear because it means that maybe Bird I'll shift over to the other side or Tommy will be back by then. Yeah. 
And and look, here's the thing. <coughs> the, what I guess impressed me most about Latrell that, that night was when he put that shot on the Fox and Fox went down because he, he, he hit him high. Right? He, he yeah. hit him high. The first thing Latrell did was he walked over. He did the old, I'll grab his jersey and I'll lift him up as in fucking get up, you faker, and dropped him again. It wasn't high off the ground, but it was enough yep. to be a bit of a dick move. And then he's walked off. But then he's had the presence of mind to go, nah, turn around, come back to the guy and legitimately go, oh, nah, mate, are you okay? Like old, yep. old Latrell would have been off fucking laughing with his mates about how he fucking put that guy down. Mm. Yeah. Um, mature Latrell. Maturity yeah. maturity is a process, and I think that's but, another few steps in the evolution. But but in in that fucking moment, to be able to do it in the moment, not even mm. to go after the game, yeah, fuck, I pro- they probably want a good look, and I probably should have you know done more. Especially when you know they've shared so much personal time in terms of if if you remember, you remember Shotgun Gate, yeah, that was yep. that was Fox and Latrell together, yep, yeah, you know? um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, that he's absolutely fucking dangerous. I I think they won in spite of Cody Walker. Like, I, I, although there was that moment there where we were, I don't know what we were, if we were texting or or we were in the, the group chat or whatever, where it looked like Cody had that you know hit that point where he he lost his shit and you had guys like like uh, like Flano Junior fucking arcing up and you know sort of handbags and everything under the post and then. It could have gone either way, but it was all—it was funny. Like when the dogs did well to stick with them for as long as they did, but then the second they went behind, the, the rabbits went behind. They instantly struck back, got the lead, and then just went on. It was like a wake-up call to them, sort of thing. Yeah, that's and I it. think actually, and I think Walker actually, like he—he he, he switched on at that point and and was you know fairly <coughs> instrumental as well as Latrell in actually getting them back over and uh, running over the top of the end with three tries. Fantastic. So like he, I mean, he did. He, he he came to that point where he was like you could see him losing his shit, and it kind of goes too because there's some there's some Cody Walker games where he's like the alpha pest, yeah, and and that's that's when he's on, yep. And then there's some games where he just where where someone else gets under his skin and he just loses his shit, and he kind of hit that part there where where it was about like twenty two all or whatever or close to it, and um, and or when the Bulldogs got the try to go twenty six twenty eight, and. Then he was just on the edge. I like, could have gone either way, and he—I he, think he actually chose the path of actually keep his head and win the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, Thomas, he said, AJ is the best try scoring machine we've ever had since God's own son Merritt. And for all you naysayers, name one time you got the spoon and still had a player top the cop on tries scored like Merritt did. Can't relate. I'm not. Never got the spoon. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm not sure that guy knew what he was setting you up for. It's a weird flex. <laughs> it's a weird flex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our fucking. Are we? Uh, but hey, have we ever? Have we? We've never naysayed. Merit. AJ though. No, I think that's some projecting. Yeah, we love that fucking guy. That's it. Uh, Cody Walker's the only guy we regularly take shits on in the Rabbits at the moment. I think, isn't it? Oh, we don't. Pretty much. No. <laughs> 
I'll tell you, I'll take a shit on someone. Now you want to open the door. Fucking Totola, when he scored that try, when he need, they needed oh, that try yeah. to, win the, to get in front, and he fucking the forward runs onto the ball like, you know, yeah. like two metres to the left of the uprights, and instead of fucking just diving over and scoring, he runs it all right the way, way almost in. to the dead yeah. ball line to fall over and score. I'm like, That's it. I, and you can see with his arm out, like the non-ball carrying arm out, I'm like, this guy is fucking put his fingers over the dead ball. It's like, you know, fuck this try. Yeah. Oh, God, just dive. I know, I was worried. Like, what was, it his, was his leg that swung around? There was something swinging oh, around, like his non-ball carrying arm or his leg. Yeah, like, oh my, it was way too close for comfort. That's though. it. Um, Josh said, Latrell is an absolute beast and may be the most natural footy player in the game right now. That fucking individual try he scored. Yeah. That that was... Oh, fuck me. That's a bit scary. Anthony said, what a messy game. Too many mistakes from the Rabbits, but glad the Bunnies got up in the end. Uh, David, definitely some improvements in the doggies. Might have lost, but I come away happy with where we're heading. Some cracking tries and good defense in there to the last 10 minutes when we fell apart. Jason said we played really well, kept up with South for the first 70. Unfortunately, in the last 10, we let in three tries, which cost us an unlikely victory. One of those could have been types of games. And that's us, boys. All right. Um, yeah, one thing I haven't looked in for a while. I haven't looked at the tipping for a little while. So I'll tell you what, just bear with me while I, <laughs> I've actually forgot to put my tips in for the last two weeks. Still doing okay though, because you know you're getting getting the uh, the away the away teams. But uh, this was an easy round too. Should have uh, should have put him in and got the hundo. But um, all right, let's see competitions. Twill tipping championship 2022, and at the top in solo possession of the top spot. In fact, Mitrich. Followed by Barrett's Belmore, Craig C. Cross, Kiwi Villa, Sad Bronco. Is there any other kind? Alpha Ben RL, <coughs> Reynolds Raging Roana, Strive Possum Agency, <laughs> uh, Cows to Win 22, and I, our mate Ben Dunn in 10th position. Yeah. You know, with a shit. Yeah, so there you go, fellas. Yeah, good. And uh, good job, everyone. Keep up the good work. Don't be like me. Remember to put your tips in. And. Uh, that is it for episode, was it, 479. Thanks for listening, as always. And uh, if you want to support the show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash twillnation. Uh, drop us uh, reviews on iTunes and all the podcasting apps that allow you to do so. Um, what else? Tell a friend. Get him in the group. Twill Nation. Hashtag Twill Nation on Facebook. Um what else, fellas? Got anything else you want to add? No, that's this it. one. I'm Very impressive Derek for you to be recording a podcast and putting hilarious memes in the Facebook yeah. group. I had to drop. I had to drop it up there because, like, just just so people knew the meme I was referring to <laughs> when when I was when I was saying it earlier. <laughs> Delightful. But uh, yeah, that's that's what went through my head when you started talking about Brooksy and um. <laughs> and like, oh, why would anyone scapegoat him? Like, hang on a minute. I remember fucking editing that episode fucking a week ago. Not even a week ago. <laughs> You'll be all right, so, Nathan. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since you brought that one out. <laughs> but yeah, that is as untrue today as it was then. <laughs> all right. So on that note, folks, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we will be back in your ear holes on Wednesday. <laughs> we will be. Say goodnight, Glenny. Fuck you, Nathan. Good night, everyone else.
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.